0: One, two, three,
1: four.
0: Monster Movie.
1: Fun Time Go! Monster Movie. Fun
0: Time Go! Monster Movie. Fun Time Go! Monster Monster Movie. movie. Fun Time Go! With Precious D and Honey Bee. Fun Time Go! Hello, friends and neighbors, and welcome to the show. I am one of your hosts, Precious D.
1: And I am one of your hosts, Honey Bee.
0: Honey Bee today, and for the next two weeks, we are looking at the Daimajin or Daimajin series of films.
1: Is its is it two separate words, like Daikaiju, Daimajin, or is it one word?
0: I mean, it's a compound word, I guess. It's one word, okay. but they call them Majin. It means great mm-hmm. demon god or giant demon great. god. okay. It is it is like kaiju. It's the same, same form of the word dai okay. in front of the word majin, which is, means, a, means a demon god, but it also can have other meanings, like a sorcerer. Or It's, it's a word that apparently has more than one meaning, but they're, all the meanings are supernatural in nature. Okay. So there's three of these movies. They were filmed back to back and all released in 1966.
1: Is that why they're all the exact same movie? question mark
0: they're 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 pretty similar yes they're they're all they're all written by tetsuro yoshida Uh which i found a little odd because there's some inconsistency (laughs) which we will get to uh i think they all have the same director let me check no the first one is directed by Kimiyoshi Yasuda. Uh-huh. Kenji Misumi directs the second one and Keizu Mori directs the third. I don't know if that has anything to do with them being all filmed back to back or possibly all at the same time. You've got three directors. None of the cast members are the same. So uh-huh. you could be filming all three of these at the same time in yeah. different places. The music is by Akira Ifakube. But... Ew. This is not a Toho production. This is a uh, Dai production. Same people that did Gamera. But a much different tone (laughs) than Gamera.
1: Oh, God. So
0: these are a very... I, I just find it odd that they made three of these all at once and then none ever again.
1: I'm really glad, honestly.
0: Okay. They're fairly obscure, and they are certainly very unusual for kaiju movies. So, Uh honeybee, why don't you tell the folks what's so unusual about them?
1: Um, Well, I'll tell you, for me personally, why I do not like these movies. (laughs) There is, for most of the movie, a lot of violence and murders which we normally see but not from other humans Mm -hmm. and I just don't find this entertaining in any way the whole movie was just really hard to watch and kind of like I just don't it's not it's not that the movies aren't good they're they're just not entertaining the story watching these people fight and kill each (laughs) other and all the human shit for me was just, like, I'm, like, I just don't like it. It's, it's like, the same thing as, like, I won't watch shows like Breaking Bad or Shameless because it's just, like, not entertaining to me that this is, like, a real-life kind of thing, you mm-hmm. know? Like, it's just too, right. like, I just don't want to watch things like that for entertainment. So, for okay. me, th- there's just too much human shit going on in these movies and not enough... Right,
0: but you have, you haven't, you haven't quite addressed the reason for that. What do you mean? The reason is that these are samurai movies that have a kaiju at the end.
1: Okay, that makes more sense.
0: Unlike all the rest of the movies we've seen so far, these three movies are all period pieces. They are set in the Sengoku period, the Warring States period of Japan, which lasted mm-hmm. from 1467 to 1615 they're samurai movies
1: okay yeah that makes (laughs) sense because that that makes sense that like that if you if you sit down to watch a samurai movie you expect a lot of fighting like humans fighting like you expect that yeah i just going into this i was like when we see like the death and destruction in the other movies and we're like talking about the kill count and all these things it's kind of like i feel detached from it it's like entertaining it's fun this movie Uh was just like I was just like, I did not enjoy like all the fighting and the killing and the war and the, yeah, I just did not enjoy that.
0: It was a real bummer. Fair enough. So yeah, this this is what makes these movies different from, uh, it's not like I'm doing Passover. What makes this movie different from all other nights? Uh, they're period pieces. They're samurai movies. They have a different tone than all the rest of the kaiju movies. And they also have a different sort of different type of kaiju in that i think this is the first just straight up supernatural kaiju that we've seen you know there there's a little bit of kind of religious psychic stuff with mothra but mothra is still a physical creature that lives in the world and is born and dies Mm -hmm. and some of these other monsters they're they're dinosaurs that have been awakened or they're things that have come from outer space but they're still physical creatures in the physical world whereas Mm -hmm. Daimogen is just a straight-up supernatural spirit Spirit. or god or or something that responds to prayers Mm -hmm. in a way uh, even though you you could argue that mother responds to prayers but mother is physically there hearing the prayers but Speaking of gods and spirits and things, the theology of these movies is a little all over the place, which is why I found it odd that they were all written by the same guy.
1: By the same guy, that's pretty funny. He's like, "eh, let's just try this one. See how this works a little bit. Uh, Let's try this. See if this works a little bit."
0: Yeah, it's unclear what exactly Dimagen is, because in the first movie, they talk about a good God that has imprisoned the bad God. Mm -hmm. And it kind of seems like the statue is the good God that has trapped the bad God inside of it. Yeah.
1: Or, or inside the mountain or something.
0: Yeah. And if the statues destroyed, the bad God will get out, (laughs) but that's not exactly what we see happen. And then yeah. in some of the and then in the other two movies, Diamond Jin just is the god and there's not a second god. Yeah. Which is very weird. Well, let's go ahead and get into the summary, which I got off of Wikipedia.
1: All right.
0: In a remote village in the province of Tanba, a household of peasants cowers during a series of earth tremors that are interpreted as the escape attempts of Arakatsuma, also known as Daimajin. So Daimajin, as we said, means great demon god. So that seems to be more of a a category than a specific Mm -hmm. person. And the name of this specific demon god is Arakatsuma. But they only say it like once, I think, in the movie.
1: Yeah, one person one time says, Arakatsuma will come. That and they
0: the don't point. mention it in the other two movies. Yeah. Also known as Daimogen, a violent, divine spirit said to be trapped within the nearby mountain, held in fear and reverence by the locals. As the village gathers at the local shrine to perform an ancient ritual to pacify Daimogen, Odate Samanosku, played by Ryataro Gomi, Chamberlain to the local lord Hanabusa Tadaki Kayo, Tadakio, Tadakio, played by Ruzio Shimada, Shimada, stages a coup d'etat, which is a very samurai movie thing to do. I mentioned this was called the Warring States period. There was just constantly feudal lords fighting amongst each other or constant civil war and everybody trying to become emperor and overthrow everybody else for a couple hundred years. He and his henchmen slaughter Hanabusa and his wife, but their son and daughter escape, aided by the heroic samurai Kogenta, played by Jun Fujimaki.
1: A babe, just saying.
0: (laughs) You liked his looks, did
1: you? I did. I was like, ooh, what's up, ponytail?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Did he have a little (laughs) shaved front head?
1: No, he didn't.
0: He didn't, okay. So maybe helped a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Back at the shrine, Samanosuku's men break up the ceremony, forbidding all such gatherings in the future. So, yeah, leading up to this, the the good samurai is explaining to his son about there's there's a good god, and the people are praying to him, and he will protect us, and the whole village is out to pray, and he sends his—he doesn't go himself to the ceremony, but he tells his chamberlain to go to represent him. And the Mm -hmm. Chamberlain meets with his henchmen to stage a coup instead. (laughs) So, yeah, they stab him and the kids get away. And then they break up the ceremony forbidding all such gatherings in the future. The elderly priestess, Shinobu, played by Otami Tsukimiya, issues a dire warning, but the men ignore her. Kogenta takes the two children to his aunt, Shinobu, the aforementioned priestess. Her house. The priestess takes them up the mountain into forbidden territory, where a gigantic stone idol of the mountain god who had sealed Daimogen long ago stands half buried atop a waterfall. Near this idol is an ancient temple, safe as only Shinobo knows of its existence. So the giant statue basically looks like a samurai himself in uh, Mm -hmm. armor. It's got a helmet and chest plate and you know, little samurai skirt armor and a sword and he's the whole thing. And a very blank looking face which mm-hmm. comes into play later. The children grow to adulthood.
1: Yeah, so wait a second. Before we go to yeah. adulthood, before we get there, when Kogenta is taking the kids and mm-hmm. and they're like going through all this and they're like fighting and he's like, We gotta hide these kids because they want to kill this family, right? The whole family, like even the kids, because mm-hmm. they're like royalty, some yeah. bloodline of some sort, right? Right before the they escape, the kids and Kogenta, they all make a pact. Yes, um, Kogenta and on and the rest of the um, what is it? Hapa the loyal Hapa. followers. Yes, that 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 if they also if they survive, that they'll meet back at this place in ten years. Yes. Okay, that was it. That's all I had. <laughs> yeah. Okay. we got to the 10 years later
0: because you should always wait 10 years before you try a counter coup (laughs) you shouldn't just go get some help and come back in a week you should wait 10 years
1: yeah so they uh they do they do they hide out for 10 years with the aunt uh kogenta yeah shinobu both the babies and now they are adults here we are 10 years later I will say, too, whenever the people come into the priestess's quarters to like search it for uh, Kugenta and the children, she says something about mm-hmm. this is sacred ground or she's like, oh, I serve. She says, I serve God. So, like, take your shoes off. Don't soil my space with your dirty feet. Mm-hmm. And the reason yes. why I, this is repeated in the next movie as well, a priest says the same line in the next movie as well.
0: I'm not sure I noticed that. I, I do remember yeah. noticing somebody saying it.
1: Yeah, it was. Um, It's like this, this movie. They're so parallel. These first two movies There's so much in them where it's like, wow, this is the exact same. It's just so strange. <laughs>
0: Oh, they also—I think when they're threatening her, somebody says, "Because I made—I wrote this down." A woman without fear. No wonder uh-huh. you can live alone and serve the god. <laughs> I just thought that was an interesting.
1: Yeah, thing. I also wrote that down. <laughs> but yeah, she's she says like this is sacred ground. You're gonna you're you'll anger the god.
0: Yeah, and I I found it very weird that they just kept saying our god and didn't give it a name.
1: Yeah. When they're doing the ceremony, she also says that it's a ceremony to seal Myjin in to the mountain, that they have to finish the ceremony because it's to seal him in the mountain. So I'm just so yeah. confused about this whole situation with the Well, I life. think
0: they're, when she says seal, I think she means, you know, reinforce the seal that's already there. He's stirring, so it's starting to break, and they have yeah. to... Give it a fresh coat of magical sealant. <laughs> so I I believe I'm not an expert on this, but I believe that at this time and place, they're practicing Shintoism, which is polytheistic and has ideas of the, you know, the supernatural being in, in all things. So mm-hmm. there might be all kinds of a mountain spirit and a river spirit and uh you know, maybe even this tree mm-hmm. has a spirit and, but I think it has specific gods creature. and a lot of them yeah. might be very local gods but I I just found it really weird that they didn't have a name for their god. Mhm. They were so unspecific about our god and uh who he was. Yeah. So anyway, the the kids grow up. The son Tatafumi who is now played mm-hmm. by Yoshihiko Ayama reaches his 18th birthday. The years have been miserable for the villagers, but, you know, gotta wait 10 years before you do anything about it. <laughs> Samanusuke is a brutal leader. In one scene, he gouges out an old woman's eye with a red-hot iron hook. At least that's what the summary says. I'm not sure I remember that scene.
1: I also don't remember that. Uh,
0: who is using every man in the starving village as slave labor. Maybe it got cut. Maybe it's in a director's cut. The place is ripe for revolution, and surviving Hanabusa retainers are starting to return. So, yeah, he's making them all build some kind of fort or, or expand the fort that's already there. Mm-hmm. And they're just all freaking miserable. And there's this one guy whose son comes looking for him because mom's at home sick, but he is not allowed to go home and see to his wife and the son's allowed to, the kid is allowed to go back and forth, but the adult men are being forced to work. And eventually he comes back with news that mother died.
1: Yeah. He, his grandfather finally pulls him aside and tells him that none of them can leave until the fort is built. Yeah. And the guy who's enforcing this is like, you know, beating the shit out of like old people and stuff and like making them yeah. work. It's all very sad. This is this about this part when the little boy is like, you have to come home. Like mom's dying. I was like, this movie is like a little bit too much for me emotionally because it was like. It was, like, just so much, like, bad thing after bad thing after bad thing after bad thing. And it's, like, there isn't a lot happening that isn't, like, death, destruction, this slavery. Now we're beating up old people. Now the mom is dying. Like, I was just, like, oh, my gosh. And it it just goes on this way for a good hour. That's all that is happening.
0: There's a part where they spot some of the retainers who've come back and they, you know, run away. And some of the villagers, the enslaved villagers help them escape Mm -hmm. get in trouble for it and one of the old men gets killed he steps forward and takes the blame for it and they just they kill him right there kogenta journeys to the village to try to gather the old retainers but gets himself captured a boy the boy we mentioned takebo Mm
1: -hmm. they call him take
0: take yeah take oh yes takebo Uh, Bo might be another one of those little tack-on words that they use. Mm -hmm. Uh, He gets word to Tatafumi and his sister Kozasa, now played by Miwa Takada. Oh, we have a night when we're showing the 10 years later, we get this little scene of her brushing her hair next to the lake or the waterfall or whatever and singing a little song and just, oh, look, she's all grown up now and so pretty and...
1: Which, like, honestly, I'm going to say, like, thank God for this song, because at this point in the movie, it's the only fucking thing that's, like, (laughs) nice.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But uh, I I think it's meant to present her as um, the beautiful prisoner that she's about to be. Damn. Just to to show her being all nice and she's having a relatively nice, pleasant life until she finds out how bad things are uh, in the village. Yeah. So anyway, he tells them that their friend is a prisoner, and Tadafumi tries to rescue him, only to discover it's a trap! With both awaiting executions, Shinobu tries to talk to the tyrant, warning him that the god of the mountain's curse will befall him, should he continue his evil-doing ways. Semenoske, refusing to heed, Shinobu's words kills her and orders the idol demolished.
1: Yeah, so now this character that we're so emotionally invested in, Shinobu, this aunt who has kept everybody safe and is kind of like the glue, the mom of the group, now she's dead too. And this death is so brutal and drug out. Like he stabs her several times, and several times she gets up to like tell him about this like god. It's. (laughs) This scene is so terrifying. I swear it's going to give me nightmares of him, like, stabbing her and then her, like, falling. And then her, like, coming up very, like, grudge style, like, peeking through her hair. Like, you should fear uh, God. I was just like, oh, my word. This is
0: so. For a moment, it kind of looked like she was maybe going to be unkillable, that the the divine power was going to protect her. But, no, but he just keeps- get to her eventually. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Oh gosh. It was so brutal. So brutal. I understand that like some people like this is enjoyable and it's like, I just, Oh God, I am not one of those people. I also have never like really, I guess, watched a samurai movie maybe like, it's just not. Uh And so I just, I was just like, when is, when is, when are things going to be better?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Samurai movies were pretty popular around this time. I think they've always been very, fairly popular in Japan. But um, the same company produced some of Kurosawa's uh, very famous samurai movies. I think Toho produced some of his movies as well. So um, it's not surprising that they would make a samurai movie. It's just weird that they threw a kaiju in as well. But they're trying to get that twofer. Uh, I, do, I do find it an interesting combination uh, of things. Uh, With her dying breath, Shinobu curses... Semenosuke to die a harsh, merciless death, and declares that if he attempts to destroy the idol, the wrathful Arakatsuma sealed inside it will come out.
1: Yeah, there's the one time we hear Arakasuma. Ar-
0: yes. <laughs> the crew that travels up the mountain to smash the idol accidentally discovers Kozasa, and Takebo, and forces them to take them to the statue. The the soldiers bring out an enormous chisel and proceed to hammer it into the idol's head. Well, first they bang it a lot with their hammers, and that does no good. So they pull out this, like, yard-long, four or five-inch diameter chisel and bang it into the idol's head. They stop when they see blood beginning to drip from it. Horrified, the men attempt to flee, but the earth cracks open and swallows them. (gasps) Kozasa begs the god of the mountain to save her brother and Kogenta and punish the wicked Samanosuke. At the fortress, Tatafumi and Kogenta are tied to large crosses awaiting their fates. I just saw a... a, I guess it was a YouTube clip? It was... I don't want to say meme because it was a little longer than a meme... But it was a a clip of it was like every in anime, everybody gets crucified or something like that. And it was just one shot after another of various anime and manga where various characters are being crucified. And I think part of the implication was that the people who are creating these things are not necessarily Christians themselves, but seem fascinated with the Christian imagery of crucifying yeah. one of the main characters.
1: I was wondering like why they were on crosses and being crucified like that. If the, and I I wondered how it like um, tied into the whole like God thing and whatnot. I think this is like I, I don't hear many Christians talk about this, but I have in the I have before heard Christians talk about like where there's like where God can be angry, right? Like I think like maybe is is it the story of Babylon where like God is pissed off because everyone's like doing the wrong shit, so he like. Whatever. But it's like, I just, oh, I feel like anger is such a human emotion and that it's like uh-huh. such, such a, that to think of like a vengeful, spiteful God, like coming down and like killing bad guys and stuff. Just, oh, I just, oh, I don't feel that. You know what I mean?
0: It's a thing Yahweh mostly does in the Old Testament.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: In- the Mm -hmm. New Testament, he kind of moves past that. But other gods in other religions certainly have their vengeful side. But that's partly, I think, an attempt to explain just the universe itself, reality itself. You know, sometimes when there's a hurricane or an earthquake or a tornado or whatever, it seems like the world is angry at you and out to get you. Yeah. Nature is pissed off at you, which it isn't. Right. But if there's a God controlling nature, then mm-hmm. it must be that God's mad at us.
1: Right. See, that's just like such a huge, like that's like humans so trying like make sense of something that's like doesn't need to be made sense of. Like, you know, in my just in my opinion or I just I don't know. It's just weird.
0: I think, you know, in ancient times when we had a less understanding of why these storms and earthquakes occur, it is yeah. certainly easy to jump to the conclusion that God is angry. Some somebody somebody must be actually mad at us and out to get us. Yeah. <laughs> but in this story, the God doesn't actually get angry until he is directly attacked. He's been sitting there for 10 years not doing shit. <laughs> and it's not until the statue is directly assaulted
1: yeah,
0: um, and it's not. It doesn't. Again, this is where the theology is unclear. It doesn't seem like the good God has decided to release his vengeful servant to punish the wicked. It just seems like the device that has trapped the wicked God is being compromised, and so now the wicked God can get out. Anyway, the, everybody's being crucified, and they're awaiting their fates. And I have no idea if this was a common practice in feudal Japan or not, but it is in these movies. Kozasa offers her life to the god and attempts to throw herself over the nearby waterfall, but the rock and earth covering the lower half of the idol fall away and it comes to life. As it walks out into the clearing, Kozasa prostrates herself before it. The idol, animated by the reawakened Daimajin Rakatsuma, assumes a terrifying appearance and goes to Semenosuke's stronghold. So I mentioned before the very blank face the idol has. Mm-hmm. At this point, it puts its hands up in front of his face. And when he brings them down, it's now turned into a green, angry looking face <laughs> with human eyes behind it. Uh, I mean, it's the eyes of the suit actor that's sure uh, <laughs> wearing the idol. But it, they're not just blank Dots anymore. They are living eyes that look very angry. And I'll mention here that uh, Chikara Hashimoto plays Daimogen. Nice. So it's kind of like when you do that thing where you put your hand down in front of your face <laughs> and make a frown and then put it back up and make a smile. Yes. Daimogen does that. He, exactly. His, his blank face goes away in his angry green face.
1: And his angry green face has a butt chin. All held the butt chin, am I right?
0: <laughs> yes. Uh, I believe his hands turn green too because they're now yeah, they do. Move mm-hmm. and grab. They're going to grab people. Daimogen rescues both Kogenta and Tatafume and proceeds to utterly destroy the fortress.
1: <laughs> I couldn't tell if so he I thought was you like, like, rescuing Tatafume at first because he kind of like grabs his cross and like shakes yeah. it a bit. And I was like, what is <laughs> is he going to save him or is he going to kill him? Like, are you the good guy or the bad guy? I still am unsure. And then he like kind of just tosses it aside really lightly, and I'm like, okay, okay, all right. Yeah,
0: but he doesn't set it. He doesn't throw it forcefully, but he doesn't set it down gently either. He just kind of tosses it down, sort of lightly tosses it down. Uh, But yeah, he destroys all. He wrecks all the toys.
1: Yep, I will say a lot of the camera angles um, looking at Dimogen are really good. I feel like we get some different angles than any other movie that we've kind of done, where we're we're looking Uh kind of. It's like the point of view of us looking up at him instead of where he's kind of far away and we're looking at him. We had a lot of good yes, angles yes. when we looking up, and I really did like that.
0: Yeah, that, yes, instead of the long shot of him wrecking the city, it's uh, close and up, so it, it enhances the idea that he's a giant. Yeah, it looks great. So then he pulls the chisel out of his forehead and stabs Samanosuke with it. <laughs> But then turns his wrath on everyone in sight. Takebo unsuccessfully begs Daimogen to stop as the boy was about to get trampled on by the idol. Kozasa steps in and saves him.
1: Yeah, she throws herself on top of him.
0: Yeah, he's about to just step right on this kid. And she throws herself in the way. And this makes him stop. Kozasa tearfully pleads with Daimajin to cease its rampage, letting her tears fall on its stone feet. Its anger now quelled, Daimogen's spirit leaves the idol, restoring it to its former appearance before it collapses into a heap of rubble. So and we see like little a little spirit. ball of light.
1: Yeah, just zippity doodles dolls right back to the fountain.
0: <laughs> yeah. So I guess... So Daimogen is not literally the idol it inhabits the idol it was trapped in the idol and now it leaves to do what i mean we're going to see him in the next two movies but at the end of this movie we're just left sort of well now what if it's really an evil spirit is it just going to go cause trouble
1: and like the statue's gone now so
0: what's gonna steal it (laughs) no nothing I'm saying yeah it's totally free now to go stir up whatever (laughs) mischief it wants to Um, but it's totally it's not at all clear I mean they talk about him being an evil god trapped by the good god but it isn't really clear that doesn't actually seem to be what's happening it seems more like the kind of like the angel of death you know like it's a servant of the good god when the good god needs something bad done, mm-hmm. he sends Daimogen to go do it. <laughs> if I if I need a bunch of Egyptians killed, I send my angel of death to go do it. I don't do it myself. I got a guy for that.
1: I got a guy. I will call my guy.
0: So, yeah, there you go. That is Daimogen, Daimogen. How many great star- demon god. I mean, I liked I I understand what you're saying. I also tend to not watch TV shows that are, as I call it, unlikable people doing unpleasant things.
1: hmm uh-huh, hmm uh-huh, uh-huh.
0: I do generally enjoy a classic samurai film. I haven't seen that many of them, but I've seen some Kurosawa. I did find it interesting to combine the two genres of the samurai film and, and the kaiju. Apparently, the rest of the world did not... Since it was these three and then no more. And these have been, these are fairly obscure. They don't get the same kind of play that Godzilla and King Kong and. and Yeah, like
1: because get. who wants to sit through that? I'm so sorry. It's like, here's the thing is like, I think maybe if I was a little more prepared for the whole like samurai thing, I think I, I would have maybe, I don't know. I just was like going in like, woo. All right. Monster movie. Of the day and then it was just like people being fuckheads and doing like (laughs) shit that people do where it's like fighting enslaving people just greed horrible nasty things and then saying like oh this god I just oh I was I was just like not ready for this do you uh,
0: you want me me to give you more of a do you want more of a heads up next time we're going in for Uh, something weird or unusual
1: it, 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 it was just i it wasn't yeah like you said like a normal kaiju movie and i i guess because i wasn't i'm not used to these movies being like people fighting with people and so it was just like a lot of like people doing really fucked up shit to like other people and i was just like this isn't fun to me this isn't entertaining to me this isn't and then even whenever like Diamogen comes out I'm like is he a good god is he a bad god and then like yeah he spared the people and stuff but he almost didn't so I don't know I'm just like I think that um as far as like my first samurai movie goes uh, I think I could be open to explore different ones (laughs) maybe but as far as like kaiju movie goes I'm like this was not entertaining or enjoyable to me I really just it was hard for me to like
0: as far as as far as samurai films just for your general cinema education you should probably watch seven samurai maybe yojimbo i think those are along with some other kurosawa movies are on hbo right now okay uh definitely definitely seven samurai which i think i mentioned on this show before has been remade multiple times in multiple genres huh? and then has been May there's a, a comedic variant that has also been remade multiple times. Oh, so I would recommend watching the original Seven Samurai. Is a village is being attacked by bandits. The villagers go hire samurai to de- defend the village. They hire some Ronin, which are samurai. That oh,
1: yeah. Okay, I know. I've, I've, okay, I've seen something with that with Ronin. I, I know. I, I I recognize that. I'm not sure what it is, but I've seen it. <laughs>
0: A, well, I mean, a ronin's a general term for a, a, sam- a masterless samurai who, you know... He,
1: oh, okay, okay.
0: He used to work for somebody, but now he's just kind of a sword-for-hire mercenary. Her. So they hire... Well, they hire one guy, and he's like, well, I'm going to need more than just me. So he gathers up six other guys. And they defend the village, but they also train the villagers to help defend the village. Because seven even well-trained samurai, are maybe not enough to defeat an entire band of bandits. And the movie itself is about sort of the passing of, the, of an era, the ending of the samurai era. Hmm. But it's been remade as a Western in The Magnificent Seven. It's been done okay. as science fiction versions, fantasy versions. And then the comedic variation begins with The Three Amigos, in which the villagers intend to hire warriors, but hire entertainers by mistake. <laughs>
1: nice.
0: Three Amigos did it first, but it's also been remade as... A Bug's Life and Galaxy Quest. Those are all the same basic movie, just in different settings. So I recommend that if you want to see a a good samurai movie. Hell yeah. Uh, And an important samurai movie. It's certainly an important in the history of cinema. Nice. Uh, But how many stars are you going to give it?
1: Oh, okay. For the... Oh, God. I really... I think I'm going to give it a one. Ouch. I mean, maybe a two, okay. maybe a two. Here's the thing is like, I think for me personally, it was a one, but for like, in the sense of like for our podcast and the kaiju world, I'll say it's a two.
0: Okay. Well, I give it a three. It's certainly not my favorite, but I, I liked it. I, I enjoyed it. I did find it an interesting variation. Oh, I did want to say it, it is pretty obscure though, in that we found it archived on the internet, wink, wink but it's not streaming anywhere and if you want to purchase it you got to buy an expensive collector's edition blu-ray that i think might be out of print so it's even more expensive now i mean it was it came out pretty recently but i think it was a fairly limited run so it's obscure but the kind of thing that a certain sort of aficionado might be willing to pay 70 or 80 bucks for a three movie set on blu-ray in high definition uh, but partly just because it's been hard to find up until. And
1: to that aficionado, that I say, do you need a hug?
0: <laughs> well, I myself have not paid that money to have that collector set. Uh, if I saw it marked down on sale somewhere, maybe maybe twenty bucks I'd pay for it, but not uh, not eighty bucks.
1: If you have not been loved enough. In your life, and you need like a grandma or something, I'm telling you right now, throw this movie in the garbage can and call me. I'll be your new grandma.
0: <laughs> All right. You'll be their uh, auntie who lives up in the <laughs> temple in the mountain. Yeah, I'll be
1: Aunt in Shinobu. The zone. I'll be your new Aunt Shinobu. Okay.
0: Well, I'll folks, there safe. you go. A one and a conditional two from Honey Bee, and a three- from me. Uh, that's going to wrap it up for this episode. Uh, we'll be back next week. We will return with the return of Daimajin. So until then, please uh, message us, find us on all the interweb links and stuff. It's all there on our anchor page, anchor.fm/mmftg. Write us, message us, like, subscribe, all of that stuff. Until next week, I have been Precious D.
1: And I have been your grandmother, Honey Bee.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Remember to keep calm and seek shelter in basements.
1: Please don't misuse science.
0: We will not see you, but you will hear us next time on Monster Movie Fun Time Go. You've been listening to Monster Movie Fun Time Go. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and review us on your podcasting platform of choice. Our theme song is by the Texacato Folk Rock Punk featuring Lita Lopez. You can support the show, find links to our social media, and even leave us a voice message at anchor.fm slash mnftg.